Pixar's latest is Missing Something. Today I'm talking about Elemental. This is Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Hello, movie friends. Welcome to Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. I am Scott, and today I am talking about Pixar's latest movie, which is Elemental, which has already finished its theatrical run after getting decent reviews, not the best reviews, and then has now uh, ended up at Disney Plus and has been in some award consideration over other animated films that I would argue are better, and for reasons I'll get into today, since I think this movie is gorgeously produced, but just not quite there uh, thematically and from a story perspective. So without further ado, let's get started. I don't think Disney knows what they're doing anymore. (laughs) They're making money, of course, thanks in large part to acquiring so many popular properties and Fox. But in terms of theatrical distribution, they're all over the place. They bailed on Encanto before it became a phenomenon on streaming. They didn't give Turning Red a theatrical release. The live action train is still very much just rolling along, and their last animated movie, Wish, was basically pushed out to theaters with as much fanfare as a fart, with an equally chilly critical reception. And Pixar's latest contribution, Elemental, got the weakest reception since the Cars franchise. But is that due to the slog of new Disney content, or an accurate reflection of the movie's quality? Let's dive in. The the movie takes place in Element City, where two fire beings, Bernie and Cinder, immigrate to start a life with their daughter, Ember. Years later, they've carved out a comfortable life for themselves and their community in the fire element section of the city, with Ember set to inherit the shop from her father. But Ember's explosive temper and the arrival of a water element named Wade could shut down the shop. Now Ember will have to team up with Wade to learn more about the world outside of her neighborhood if she really wants to carry on her father's dream. Elemental is a hard movie to be critical of because its heart is in the right place. It is very clearly using the fire elements experience as a stand-in for the immigrant experience in a large city like New York and the difficulties of being a second-generation immigrant and all the expectations, pressures, and struggles that come along with that. This is amplified by elements like the grittier-looking fire element portion of town that's clearly a bit more run-down, but definitely a community, versus the city, which is full of shiny elements but also far less personal, are all peppered in with Pixar's signature commitment to animation splendor. The baseline for this is all very solid, and what better way to highlight the discrepancy between two distinct cultures than one where things like bureaucracy and government systems may shut down this thriving business that built and grew its community without the help of those same systems. As it turns out, the problem is actually actually a larger systemic one, one that the other elements haven't bothered to look at, despite the fact that it could ruin an entire essential area of the city, but not downtown. And as a metaphor for having your own culture and customs overridden and replaced, water drowning out your fire isn't bad either. So what's the problem? In my opinion, Ember, or rather how the movie handles and writes Ember. Theoretically, Ember is running headfirst into a familiar problem that a lot of second-generation immigrant children run into. The push and pull between their obligations and dedication to their family and culture, and the appeal of the world outside of their small community. This is something that Turning Red handled really well, with our protagonist having trouble standing up or communicating with her mother that wants to maintain the old ways by any means necessary, with a metaphor for puberty as the main thrust. 
In this movie, Ember's main problem doesn't appear to be that she wants to run is doesn't appear to be that she doesn't want to run the store. It seems to be a disposition problem. She runs too hot, haha, and that constantly causes flameouts with customers and causes the damage to the shop that brings Wade to her door. The film's reason for this is that Ember doesn't want to take over the store. Okay, I get it, but what kind of hints has the film provided for that? There's almost no hints minus the blow-ups, not even a part-of-your-world type moment or so. The movie also doesn't have many critiques of Wade, who is an interloper into a society he does not understand, and that should be more obvious. Ember's parents clearly encountered prejudice, for instance, no one would rent to them, and now Wade behaves as if Ember can and will be accepted by everyone because he likes her, seemingly oblivious to the cultural differences and forces at play. And there should be more to this. For instance, the meeting with Wade's family is awkward from time to time, and it is, but the mere presence of microaggressions should become what this is all about. There are so many big moments in this movie that are played as Ember letting her fear override her true feelings and never, hey, Wade is way overstepping his boundaries here and violating a space he doesn't get yet. This was a critique that came into sharp focus when he lit that comes into sharp focus when he literally invades the handing over ceremony for Ember, acknowledges he's doing it, and the movie frames him as in the right. Wade is a seemingly flawless character, which makes it difficult for any of the romance or character growth to really hit. It's also a lost opportunity to explore the differences between these two worlds and characters, because I love that the male-coded Wade is the overly emotional guy who cries at the drop of the hat that comes from a long line of folks who cry, and Ember is the angry one who comes from other angry folks. It all feels like it's in too much of a hurry to wrap the movie up in, in under 100 minutes to dive into its most interesting ideas. Kind of a shame, because all of the elements, pun intended, are there. The voice cast is a diverse group of reliable character actors and new talent, the animation is gorgeous, and the concept is solid. I just wish it was executed better. The verdict is, it's watered down. Though crafted with love and with the best of intentions, Elemental lacks the weight and thematic focus its story should provide. 6 out of 10. This has been Scott's Off Indulgent Movie Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Scott's Off Indulgent Movie World, for the latest reviews, discussions, and more. See you next time, everybody, and stay safe.